And today we're going to talk about the uh, bridge to uh, adulthood, Jared, because I think uh, you and I have a couple of years of experience adulting at this point in some regards. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Some people, you know? yeah, maybe some people would question our, our transitions or our methods, but hey, sometimes there are some uh, methods to our madness, you know, <laughs> that is for sure. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, we will be uh, talking about that because uh, I would say, I would say high school is not necessarily the real world in terms of um, what things are. And I think college is also um, can be very important for your career, but is also kind of different than the real world. If you, I think, when you're not going to school and you are solely working full time, it's a very different transition. And I think that's one of many parts of being sure. an adult. Now. I'm just going to ask you this up front. Mm-hmm. Can you, Chad, even fully say that you have transitioned as we sit here in your parents' mm-hmm. home and the bonus? Not not fully, obviously, because okay. uh, I would like to have my own place. So maybe you're not an expert on the topic. Maybe we should just scratch this whole I thing. Didn't, uh, thankfully, I didn't ever say we were experts, oh, did that's I? that's true. I guess you didn't. You're putting words in my mouth here, I'm an Jared. Expert. Watch, watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Hold on. Let me just... You all right? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how I want to sit. You know, mm. I like how you're sitting. Gotta you have be a very, comfy. Although that's a very alpha. Do you, you sit like that? Because that's a very alpha male way to sit with your legs wide open like it's that. It's just comfy. Are you establishing dominance you, yes, with me I right am, now? Yes, I am, Jared. I'm going <laughs> to do the Cezanne Milan thing. Start, start. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just start fighting soon? Um, Then uh, we'd start fighting. We'd be kung fu fighting, Jared. Chad, episode 240 was a good one. I enjoyed it. I say that because um, I mentioned to you there were some topics we could talk about. Mm -hmm. We talked about the plot to kidnap uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, which was foiled by the FBI. Uh, We talked about the Democratic, excuse me, the vice presidential debate. Mm -hmm. Um, The fly on the wall and (laughs) on the head. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, uh, And so... There are some other ones that I've I, stuff that I I brought up last time, and, uh, and once again, uh, I I wonder if any any of these catch your fancy. I'm sure they will. Let's let's hear them. Swearing parrots. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go with that one. You didn't even don't don't need to. <laughs> okay. I tr- I trust I trust you. You are the co-host of this podcast. I think podcast. this is a great topic because I think it it, it for for me it begs the question about what makes. A good tourist attraction, and maybe mm. I, I maybe there we have the option for a uh, a new tourist attraction that I think people are afraid of. A swearing parrot. Well, let me clarify. Mm-hmm. Parrots in a wildlife park are moved after swearing at visitors. Mm. Five parrots have been removed from uh, public view at British Wildlife Park after at a British Wildlife Park after they start swearing at customers. The foul mouth, get it foul. Foul-mouthed oh, yeah. birds were split up after they launched a number of different expletives at visitors and staff Uh-oh. just days after being donated to the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park in eastern England. Now in Lincolnshire Wildlife Parks, like this is why they gave us these. That, that is kind of hilarious, though. It just went ballistic. Uh, they were all swearing, the venue's chief executive, Steve Nichols, told CNN on Tuesday. We uh, were a little concerned about the children. I get, co- <laughs> I get cold. The a- children. <laughs> well, think about the children. The little children. I get called a fat twat every day I walk past. 
Let me say that again. I get called a fat twat every time I says walk past. In that article, I get called a fat twat every time I walk past Nichols. Complained. I guess so. Wow. Yeah, this is the direct hey, quote. I'm complaining. The African yeah. gray parrots uh, named Eric, Jade, Elsie, Tyson, and Billy—just normal human names—were yeah. uh, given to the park from five different owners within the same week. Hmm. Now it's starting to sound this like some sort suspicious. of collusion. This was a prank. <laughs> this was a prank. <laughs> and shared a quarantining facility together before being uh, pla- placed on display. It's funny so does that, that mean birds... that one one or two of the bad birds made all the other ones taught them how to swear? Or does it mean or that they were maybe they all came in with their own swears right. and taught each other their own ones. Right. So it just was like a swear fest of Does random. it say what? what Fat twat. What Fat swear? twat. Is that what they were saying? There's more, of course. Oh, there's more. Let's, let's hear. Uh, they literally, within a few... Very should, we, should we give a disclaimer that uh, some of these words are... There's already are, an E on our... On our, okay. on our uh, no, that's true. And this is from CNN. Oh, uh, there we go. Well, granted, they, they, you know... Anyway... They literally, uh, within a very short period of time, started swearing at each other, Nichols said. Uh, Fuck off is the most common one, he explained. (laughs) It's a very easy one uh, for them to learn. I can just picture a parent saying that. That Apparently, it's very easy for them to learn. Okay. Uh, But the birds would utter anything you could think of. Most customers enjoyed the talent once the parents (laughs) were displayed. The visitors were giving them as much back as as what they were giving to them. Oh, so they were swearing. Oh, (laughs) that is hilarious. Oh, I'm a fat twat. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) But concerned for younger customers for staff. Have to split up the birds and temporarily remove them from the park's public area. Staff uh, now, staff now, bunch hope, of party poopers. Staff now hope the bird, the bird's language will become more family friendly. You know, uh, now that they have been separated, to take it, to take in a swearing parrot isn't an unusual thing. It's some, it's it's something that happens probably two or three times a year. Nichols said, but the pandemic happens more often than you think, I guess. But the, it does during a pandemic. But the pandemic has led to a surge in donations as owners mm. spend more time with their birds and decide to give them to parks that can provide them with a larger living space. So, would you buy a parrot and teach it how to swear and then give it to us? I don't know if I. I mean, now obviously, I love the idea of a swearing parrot, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know if I have the patience to teach a bird how to swear, but maybe I just naturally... You just gotta swear a lot. Keeping in the room and just swear a lot. Maybe maybe I just naturally already swear enough where it'll just pick up those words. Yeah. I was actually... I was playing Bill Burr's podcast, and my partner walked in, and literally she walked in for, I don't know, 20 seconds. And he was swearing a bunch. She's like, he swears a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yeah, he does that. (laughs) Yep. It was only like twenty seconds, and it was he said the f word like five times. Mm. Uh, that's some, probably way some, more than that. Some c words occasionally too. But I mean, it, it's yep. you know, it's interesting that they. I mean, I guess I get why they're all concerned about the kids and stuff. But this seems like a whole new uh, income source in itself. The swearing parrots. I, I mean, you know, in the U.S. or anywhere, I guess they have those places where you can go and. They just they give you like a protective suit to wear and you can just mm-hmm. smash glass and plates and right. stuff like that. Imagine the stress reliever where you could just go curse and at a bird. Swear at a parrot. And the birds I think like it. Should we should we start a new business? Swear at a parrot? Now maybe they don't like it, by the way. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Who knows? You, they might enjoy it. I mean, that actually seems like a pretty easy business to start too. Yep. Like you like it doesn't take that much money. You could what, yep. buy a couple parrots, ten or eleven parrots, and I guess once you buy 
once you get one or two parrots trained, they probably start to train each other. Right. You just got to sometimes work in new swear words. Yep. And that would be a great business. Have some multilingual parrots that can swear in Spanish and French and German <laughs> yeah. and Arabic. Yeah. Bring in, bring in uh, Carlos the parrot or bring right. in Pierre the parrot. Right. Bouton. Bouton. Oh, no. Yeah, we're, we're we're very accepting of all cultures and languages. Right. <laughs> we're, we're the most right. open-minded uh, place where you go to curse out a bird. Right. <laughs> Not even just swear words, but also just insults, too. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. that's the thing is you could say whatever you want. Right. But if the birds only know how to really say swear words, then that's all they'll right. say back to you. Right. But you could say whatever you want. I mean, well, they don't know I how to say I wonder how sentences. much they learn, though, if they, like, hear... Like, if we have them... But I think... It would still benefit the birds or the company, rather, because I, I feel like I feel like still swearing what, what, parrots, what, the, what the birds are mostly going to be hearing are swear words. So even right. common among everyone, that's what they hear the most. Gonna, exactly. Yeah, so maybe they'll right, hear right. random threats in there, right. but still commonly they're going to be hearing the same. That's probably by same far going to be what they are hearing the most, yeah. I would imagine, even though you will get some creative, uh, angry people in there. That is true. That is true. That's I, hilarious. I, I, I love this. I, I, I think it's a great idea. And I'd say at this point, I'm going to say, hey, fuck the kids. I think this is <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you know what the, the thing is for, you know... You, if you advertise it as what it is, you can't really say. I wonder is, is, if if is it is it possible to have like one location that has swearing parrots and non swearing, like if you can separate them. Sure. So maybe you could have like a um like a, like like uh there's there's a museum in Philadelphia called Franklin Institute. It's kind mm-hmm. of a hands on museum. Obviously, it's for kids and stuff. But they have a bunch of uh like a, every now and again they'll do a, a events for adults right. and they'll have like uh, alcohol vendors and you mm-hmm. can drink booze as you go do various activities booze like, and hang out with parrots and do very no there's no parrots at the museum but it's like a science museum so you right. can go check out various really, you can science. drink booze at a science museum it's like a kid's science museum though so right. there's like hands-on exhibits and but it's not like you're like if you Getting spill anything shammered. you're gonna like you're like it's like rare skulls from right. uh, I don't know some uh, crazy dinosaurs or something, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not like they have people some climbing mammoth. up on, on like dinosaur bones right. riding a stegosaurus. Right. It's not a natural history museum. It's more just like a hands-on. Yeah, as you yeah, said. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I can imagine them doing that with the parrots, where it's sure. like, yeah, we can teach these kids about birds because apparently kids need to learn about parrots. But it's then important also, information, we can Jared. get the we can get the R-rated birds out after right. after dark, right? And 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 just have a have it as a stress reliever or even like a I don't know maybe you can make have a uh, maybe you can make it a bar too right. and have people like hang out and as a fun activity you go hey let's go swear at parrots did I did <laughs> I tell you about the bird show I saw when I was in Bali bird show no yeah I was at uh, we went to the Bali Zoo and you saw a bird show I saw, yeah dude it was sweet dude a bird show they had six or seven different birds that. Uh, flew in from somewhere behind where we were sitting and flew into the bird trainer and like landed on the bird trainer's hand. Mm. It was awesome. They had a couple different. W- kinds were of birds. they like birds of prey? Like a, they were all like Balinese birds. Um, oh, excuse. Me. Okay, okay. Pers- so, a, so a couple of them were like one of them looked kind of like a toucan, but it had like a weird thing on its bill that kind of went up the other direction. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. 
Um, was it colorful? Two cans of colorful, right? Well, that one was black and white, more okay. or less. Okay. Um, but had a little color, I think, on its w- beak. W- were they were big birds. A couple of them were. Okay. Yeah, that Shukai one was. Decent yeah, I imagine. Size. I imagine. And there were there were a couple that were like hawks mm. that were Balinese, you know, hawks. Sure, 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 sure. You know, so sure. yeah, it was cool stuff. Very interesting. Um, but the, the swear, swearing parrots would also be <laughs> pretty interesting, <laughs> I would say. Okay, uh, okay so let's go through. Let's keep going through this list of stuff that I have. I think we covered swearing parrots. Okay. Dude, voting is hard. Like, what are you talking about? I, I, I'm done. I voted. Did you? You voted. Voted. You turned it in. Turned it in. I, I think I'm going to turn it in this weekend. I, I, I've been kind of putting it off, and it's not that it's hard. Ho- well, it's not that it's hard. It's uh, it, it, everything it's a that names, has a, a party bubbles. next to it is mm-hmm. pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of like judges and stuff where it's like there's no. Um, there's no like it's just a lot of research, you know, and In some of them there's no other choice. Some of well, the sections. I actually, do you fill those out? I mean, yeah. I feel like I don't. If I feel like I'm at the point now, I write in SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> where if it says like vote for two, like no more than two, and there's only two options. There's even one where it's like vote for no more than six, and there's only six options. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, first of all, is it? Like, I guess I could do the research on each individual person mm-hmm. and be like, all right, do I actually want this person? Do I not want this person? But it's like, does it matter? Right. I guess that's my question. Does, does it, it matter? I don't know. You, you you, tell me. I'm not sure. And then also, you, like, like, a little part of me was wondering, like, why am I voting for? And this is not the first time that I voted. But... um. But uh, I feel like it was a little different in Pennsylvania because I, I, I just feel like I didn't have as many judges. Mm. I don't know. But um, you also have to vote for like the uh, the presidential or excuse me the uh, for for the board of colleges. I'm like yep. I don't know who these Wayne colleges. State. Like I, I don't. I've I never looked, been to I these looked colleges. All of those people I up. looked up. I I did. I well now I feel bad because I did too, mm-hmm. except for the community college. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Oh, Jared. Uh, but uh, but only because I, to be honest with you, it was only because I got lazy after mm. a long time. There's a lot of choices on there. That's right, because sure. the community college was on the back, mm. and the and the non. Wait, there's a backside. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think I, I think I'm I'm definitely going to turn mine in tomorrow, and and I and I'm gonna I I don't. Did you mail it? No, I dropped it off. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm, any risks. Jared. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've done actually no for all the elections that I've done here in Michigan. Right. Is yeah. they have like a specific box for mm. ball, a ballot box, and I'm going to take right. it to the ballot box. But, um, but but uh, but voting is hard. Let me ask you this, Chad. Mm-hmm. Do you think voting should be required? No, but I think it should be more easily accessible and uh, more straightforward mm. for for all okay all Americans. So not required, but maybe make it a holiday yep. like, uh, or yep. at, at my place of work it actually is a holiday fun fact i think it is at my place of work too nice i think uh also i would say maybe simplify yeah simplify the process to getting mm-hmm. um to getting uh uh registered yep maybe i think allowing uh allowing uh ex-convicts to vote i think would be should should be allowed to they're, they are. You did know. you did you hear? Um, I don't know if I don't know if uh, is Snoop Dogg considered an ex-convict. I know he's a felon. My my point is that he. What's the difference between an ex-convict and a felon? Well, well, I think an ex-convict probably also has a felon felon uh, charge on their record, depending on what put them in prison. So a fel- so an ex-convict went to prison. Yeah. A felon 
committed a crime but didn't have to go to prison? Maybe, yeah. Am I wrong I about that? I, I don't know. I, don't I could know. be. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> anyway, what do you have to say about well, Snoop Dogg? Uh, he this year is the first year he's voting. Okay. He's been really vocal about it, actually, on like social media and stuff. I've been seeing it. Did we talk um, about The Rock being uh, supporting? Yeah, Biden? we did, and a bunch of people trashed him. Of course, but uh, it's been interesting to see the people that have been really speaking up, or, or mm-hmm. to to the point where it's like, it, where it's like, uh, first of all, where were you guys four years ago? But it's also. Right. Um, like wow, pe- people are. You could tell people are getting scared by some of the people that right. come out. Did you see what the? Uh, I think Sarah Silverman was the one that put it together. But the these celebrities cannot help but. I mean, I listen. It's their prerogative. Obviously, they're allowed to. But th- this one might maybe was the best. But it's they're all kind of corny to me. Did you? They all got naked. A bunch of celebrities got naked. To uh, uh, voted. Uh, what? To, no, I didn't. They, they they weren't actually naked. Just but, had the uh, fancy little, but but you know it's, they they made it look like they were naked. Well, mm-hmm. actually, um, sneaky. Sarah Silverman was naked, but she, and, but she had her hands over her uh, her uh, Bahama Mamas, which <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Bahama Mama is the right name. There is the correct term, I think, because they they were <laughs> all right. <laughs> but then at the end, it was funny. Actually, she put her hands up and let them loose, but then you know the. Uh, they it got blurred out, but I, I I still find find these videos generally corny. So, uh, oh man, okay, jeez, the L.A. Times is just bombing me with uh, pop ups like it's like I just went to some shady site. Uh oh. So some Bahama Mamas. Here, I'll just let me just show show you this foolishness. Is this that is, Chris Rock? This is a naked oh, Chris yeah. Rock, quote unquote. Uh oh. Okay. I'm naked. I'm completely Adish. I'm naked. Sarah Silverman. Josh Gay. Sarah Silverman. Why you want me to be naked? <laughs> They're nice. Well, um, put your clothes on. I don't know who that is. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, thank you. I'm here to talk to you about voting. Did you? Uh, that Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Handler. I don't know yeah. who that is. And if you don't do exactly Sarah what Silverman. I tell you, your ballot could get thrown out. It's just... Uh, it's oh, just... God. <laughs> some old dude <laughs> it's just i i, I mean funny. I, I understand it's important to r- r- ride r- like get people to vote and all that stuff rock the vote and, and i don't even really have a problem with them telling people mm. to vote it's just for for some reason what does get naked have to do with voting it, it's always it's it's always corny when these celebrities get together mm. to do these videos right even it, it, it's having uh, them all sing uh, imagine acapella th- i mean that was by far the corniest Ooh, that was oh so no, 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 no 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 see this one is not the corniest if 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 the three the, the three mm. pandemic celebrity things that come to mind is the imagine that was led by yep. um uh gal Gadot, i believe mm-hmm. and then there was the um i am part of the problem I have uh, been complicit during... Ra- have you seen that one? Whereas, like, the black and white video of the actors talking about how they're complicit in racism. Uh-uh. And how I they... Seen I one. must do better. And it's like... It looks like... Literally looks like uh, like a uh, audition reel or something. Oh, jeez. Okay. Aaron Paul, for, for one of it, he, he's doing... Like, he's... he. Uh, I gotta sort of... He's like this. I... Have seen racist uh, 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 shit. <laughs> I don't know, kind of. That's what you said. Shit. No, see, that was the first take. He's like, run it back, run it back, right. run it back. <laughs> but yeah, so I think those were by far way more cringy because at least this one they tried to be funny. Those mm. other ones they generally were trying to be serious. 
And and that's I think is way more cringy if you're actually trying to be serious. Right. I mean, they are saying something serious about the voting, but at least they're trying to make a joke about it, even though it is sort of a corny joke. It's hard not to make a corny joke when you're trying to rile people up to do uh, to to do their civil duty. That's not a great comedy. So you're that like, is true. There's no way for, for that to doing your civil duty is not a great. Uh, comedic premise <laughs> right that is true that is very true speaking of people doing their duties though jared i think it's time that you have we to uh, use the bathroom do you need to do a quick oh, stop oh no we're good oh, i want to want to talk about uh, not those kind of duties duty oh, duties not duties i'm not even prepared i'm sorry for the shout out so this is pretty interesting so uh <laughs> the uh the the headline reads uh as Utah's candy bomber turns 100, his sweet story remains timeless. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this is a gentleman. Uh, let's see here. Candy bomber. Ga- uh, Gail S. Um, Hal Halverson needs no prodding to talk about something he's been talking about for 72 years. Relaxing in the shade of an apple tree in the backyard of the house he built in 1974 when he retired from the U.S. Air Force... He returned to Utah, enthusiastically launches into a retelling of the time he was called on the carpet by the commanding officer in his summer in the summer of 1948. Called on the carpet? What does that mean? Uh, I think that means to serve serve in the military, maybe or something. Okay. Um, but anyways, he was one of the uh, people that helped in the um, the like it was the air. Uh, what was it? What was it called now? Where they did the airdrop in Berlin because the the East had blocked um, off uh, the the Soviet Union had blocked off all of uh, all the roads and streets going in and out of Berlin, and so it was basically they oh, were starving. Air, yeah, air air was the only way to get in and out. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so so yeah. So back then he was. Uh, oh, I remember that because mm-hmm. I remember the d- different like uh yeah different uh. American and European groups would would drop diff- food in for people. Yep, I feel like I learned that in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we learned it in history class. So, anyways, of course we did. You know, American well, it's military American propaganda. Yeah, we saved course. these poor communists. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, this is this is pretty crazy though. I mean, just going in and having having the nickname the Berlin Candy Bomber is. Uh, is just so so cool and in a lot of different ways it's really kind of interesting um apparently though um the candy that he dropped was only a tiny portion of the 2.3 million tons of food and supplies delivered well that would have been injured i wonder yeah did they just Uh, drop oh i wonder what food they dropped you think they dropped dropped. like american stuff or yeah like communist food no american food Sure, that's what I imagine right. too. Yeah. America, bacon Kit-Kat. and eggs, Kit Kats. <laughs> I'm sure they can get bacon pretty easily. Potato chips. Their bacon over there is different, though, man. <laughs> oh, you think you, they want American? You can't bacon? beat that's American true. bacon. You I can't. I had bacon this morning. It was. I would. Uh, yep. I would. I would argue. I'm. You cannot defeat American bacon. I think it's the best. By the way, call on the carpet means to reprimand someone or to be summoned before one's boss or other superior in order to be criticized, scolded, or blamed. I think that's kind of an untranslatable right there. Oh, that is. Well, so so then maybe what happened was he got in trouble for uh, dropping this candy, being the candy bomber. Oh, yeah. They they reprimanded him for it. Yeah. Yeah, Halverson. 
What in the world have you been doing? Gale. Flying like mad, sir. Yeah, that's the I name you do not yeah. hear any. Oh, people were uh, during the uh, vice presidential election. Mm-hmm. A um, they had an eighth grader like send in a question that they asked uh, the vice presidents, mm-hmm. and the eighth grader's name was, I believe, Braden. <laughs> and aiden and caden and and and, and of course people were joking right and the question was like i feel like there's there like i feel like both sides are both bad and i and they're just going back and forth and people on twitter were like brayden's a piece of shit or stuff like that right (laughs) like fuck you brayden f f aiden (laughs) oh no i maybe it wasn't brayden it was it was excuse me I, I, I want to get it right. It was Brecklin. That's what oh, it was. Oh, jeez. Brecklin? <laughs> yeah. It was Brecklin. Okay. Uh, where, where do people come up with these names? Brecklin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Brecklin sounds like a country like a country singer. Brecklin Lee? Brecklin Lynn? <laughs> Brecklin. Get over here, Brecklin. <laughs> uh, do you want to do some untranslatables, dude? I think so. I think it's that time. Um, don't mind my, don't mind me. So untranslatables are uh, idioms, proverbs, proverbs, axioms, phrases, uh, words that don't translate one-to-one into English. Uh, and I will get us started today with, uh, a Malay word, which is, um, and this is also used in Singlish, I guess as well. Um, uh, kantang or kentang. So, Which means, yeah. So in 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 Malaysia, I know that the the main Engli- language is English. Mm-hmm. Same with Singapore, mm-hmm. and obviously they have dialects and slang based off of other, other languages. Yep. Um, so 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 Malaysian English and Singapore English are similar. I I. Think it seems like it. Maybe. Yeah, it's it could a, be. Hey, I just, I just, it's news to me. That's all right. I'm saying. So this word, though, Jared, it does mean uh, potato. What, is, what did you say the word was again? Sorry. Um, kentang. Okay. Potato. Potato. You know, in, the, in, in American slang, potato has come to mean like a cell phone picture, a potato picture. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Of course, you wouldn't know that. As I, as I was saying that, I was like, I don't know why. But uh, I don't know why that I is. I think it's couch potato. Well, I think it's Sure, potato. of course. Of course. Uh, but that would be couch potato, not just potato. Right. You wouldn't call someone a potato. So is, a person is a potato. Yeah. Are they like a like like sort of slow, like dim witted? Mm. This this one's really specific, I think. So um, shape like I'll, a potato. No. Okay. Well, w- where in the world are people more potato shaped? Could you say? The Netherlands. Uh, why did I say? Uh, uh, why did me. you say the poor, poor Ireland to our poor? Why are they are they are they fat in Ireland? Where are fat people? I'm America. Trying to think of places where they eat a lot of potatoes. Oh. That's why I said Ireland. I don't know why I said the Netherlands. Ireland. But um, yeah, I guess the U.S. Oh oh yep. oh, so it's yep. it is the body shape. Well, kind of. It has to do with you would be criticizing. Is like like someone eats a lot. Someone that eats a lot. You'd be cr- so a slob. A, apparently, potato is a uh, what they use uh, referring to someone that has become too westernized. Ah, oh, huh. so too maybe too chubby, too lazy. Interesting. Um, you know, or or they never learn to. Apparently, according to the website, I found this. Like these these types of people never learn to speak their mother tongue. They can only speak maybe English and Singlish. Um, oh, you know, so I see, I see. Yeah, potato. 
Yeah. I see. So it's sort of like an insult towards overly westernized people. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, my first untranslatable is mm-hmm. French, and it's avoir les dents de funky by by nen. Uh, I don't know how to say that word. Mignon. Maybe. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Because I can't. Get in the translator. Translate. Control V. Mignon. Here we go. Here we go. Beignet. That's hard to say. Yeah. And it's spelled B-A-I-G-N-E-N-T. Hold on. Hold on. Beignet. Beignet. Okay. Avoir le don de funky beignet. Which means that was pretty good. To have back teeth that are swimming. That what? sounds like some something. To have back <laughs> teeth that are swimming sounds kind of southern. Back teeth? Well, yeah. my back teeth be swimming. <laughs> Is that like you're starving? You're really hungry? Um, No, but if you're starving and you're really hungry, you mm-hmm. might remedy that. But as a, as a, as a result of, of re- remedying that, your back teeth start swimming. So you're full? It's more than that, though. It's not just full. You're uncomfortable because uh, you're you eat too you eat too you much go, to eat too much to overeat. Yeah. Overeat? No. Oh, okay. Like at, like so. Usually, it's probably something you'd say after like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or something mm. to have your you know your back teeth are swimming, which makes perfect sense to me. I like that, and it, it seems like it really does seem like something I can hear my family saying in the mm. south. Please. Slipping on gator piss. That's a slipping on gator. That's a certified untranslatable right there. Yeah. Um, my next oh. one for you is Italiano. Some Italian for you, and it is tirare il pacco. Tirare, tirare. Oh, is that an animal pacco. of some sort? Uh, no, to throw the package. Okay. Thankfully, Jared, I don't think you and I, we haven't really thrown each other the package, I don't think. Is it like to storm out of, to storm out or like to argue? Yes, because we argue. No. It's well, you not said we argue. haven't done right, it. Right, right. So. No. Um, it's, not, it's not that at all. It's, um, you know, have you ever uh, arranged maybe a, a meetup with a lady, you know, in your younger days? Oh, to like. Um, Stand someone, stand someone up. There we go. Hit that ham horn. Yes, sir. To be stood up or to stand someone up. To throw the package. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. I would assume it would be like he or she threw me the package. Maybe. Oh yeah. Would be my guess. Okay. When yeah, when you say it like that, it kind of mm-hmm. actually does make a little more sense. Yep. My last untranslatable is Spanish, but specifically Panamanian Spanish, mm. um, and it's puro tilin, uh, puro tilin y nada de pel. Paleta. Do you know any of those words? Puro, tilin, inara. Pure something, no, or nothing. Ball? De paleta. Kind of. No. Close. Okay. All balls. Well, I think that's where you get the pure from okay. is all. At all. Mm-hmm. all. Excuse me. All bells and no popsicles. All bells, not balls. All bells and no popsicles. Um, hmm. So it's like uh, it's all talk, but it's not that special. You got the first part right. All okay. talk, but no popsicles, right? But no <laughs> popsicles, so it's not that great. All talk, but no action. Yes. All talk and no popsicles, people. It's not that it's not that great, but it's like someone that says they're going to do something, mm. uh, or pretend like someone that's pretending that they do something. All that they bells don't do. and no popsicles. Yeah, mm. kind of like someone that like talks a big game, 
mm. but does but can't they can't actually back it, it up. up yeah mm. i think that uh that could lead us into uh our our topic for today i would say <laughs> uh, transitioning into adulthood uh sure because i feel like uh I feel like the older you get, you know, and depending on what culture you come from, adulthood uh, has many different faces, you know? Sure. Like in, uh, I feel like in Hebrew culture, I think at, what, 13, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you become a man, right? Mm-hmm. You have your bar mitzvah, bar for your bat mitzvah for a, a woman, right? Yeah. In the, in the United States, somehow we've, it seems like, arbitrarily decided that 18 makes you an adult. Right. But not for everything. Exactly. Not for alcohol, 21. Yeah. I actually had a teacher that used to say that. Or it's like, if I can... Uh, if I can, if you, if I can fight, go to war. I can drink. A, I should be able to drink yep. a beer. If I can, yeah, die for my country, and if I can vote, why should I not be able to? Well, they Listen, say especially they, this election, right? Well, they say <laughs> it's because of uh, developmental issues, but let's be honest, most most Americans have had alcohol before they're twenty one. Yeah, and it's not like the United States, outside of alcohol, does a great job of promoting a healthy life, healthy right. lifestyle. Right. We drive everywhere. We don't walk. They and used run to get enough. so mad at Michelle Obama for even uh, recommending like uh, food options. You know, because right. that was her whole thing was that healthy healthy eating. How right. dare you tell us what to eat? You're not gonna t- you're not gonna take away our red meat. That's right. That's we need. We need. To, you need to get that drop on the board. Uh, I, I hope I remember. Drop. I hope I remember. It was uh twenty minutes twenty uh one seconds. Was it really? You're curious. Yep. Okay, that was actually pretty. I, I that probably well, twenty minutes we'll, we'll twenty one we'll seconds. Well, this is good because the more we talk about it, the more remember. likely I am. No, not not I'm no. The more likely I am to find it, it when I'm editing uh-huh. later. Right. Uh, and and be like, oh right, I was I meant to All do right. that. Um. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, okay. So we're talking about eighteen is sort of that arbitrary eighteen or right. twenty one is sort of that arbitrary year for what adulthood. Do you, what do you think it is like in 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 China, for example? Do, is it later? It feels later. Maybe. maybe it, well, it. De- I think it depends. It I, feels like, at least from what I've seen. Now, maybe this is China. Actually, mm-hmm. maybe I'm thinking more of Japan. But it feels like the culture is like you don't leave your parents house until you have like a until you're like getting married but i think i think it's it's hard to it's hard to equate living at your parents with adulting because or adulthood because a lot of cultures they do that for their entire lives and a lot of cultures that's true yeah like in china you know and and the grandparents help out a lot they have a lot more money generally well i I know in chinese culture we've talked about it it's not uncommon to work in a completely other place than where you live and so yep. you come home for holidays or you come mm-hmm. home for like you know an extended holiday the chinese right. new year you get like a month off or whatever right and yeah you, Spring you maybe you keep your your kids with your with your family or or uh or something like that so yeah that's mm-hmm. true it's a different way of doing the family right they're they 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 are they care way more about their parents than we do here in the in the united states right well, I think I think for adulting, I think a lot of that is making your own money, where you're yes. not financially dependent on anyone else. And I think a big adult move as well is to have no debt. You know, I'm working really hard towards getting those college loans paid off. In that case, most of America has never reached adulthood. Well, I don't mean you're not an adult <laughs> if you haven't paid off your debts, but I think that's a very adult goal to have. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I really feel bad for a lot of those people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans and stuff. You know, it's too bad. Yeah. I mean, um, some of it, 
not student loans, but some of it is also like uh, self-inflicted, like credit well, card sure. loans or buying a car you can't afford or something right. like that. Got to got to be got to be pimping, man. Got to flex. I mean, that's right. I mean, that's another Get thing that about souve. about. I mean, part of being an adult is flexing to a certain extent, mm. especially here in the United States because we're so job job focused and right. so like oh what are you doing well, i Where think do you that's work? i think that's another big thing about adulting is the job yeah the job aspect you that, can't you can't be flipping burgers forever well I see i was i was about to say you it, there is a certain respect level on on when it comes to jobs right and it's like and it's like having a job i don't i don't know if i agree with, well i mean i agree that maybe it's not ideal to have a, a job where you're quote unquote flipping burgers for your whole life but i don't think that it's fair to equate that to adulthood well i i'm not equating that to adulthood what i meant is if you're unless i guess unless you can make a steady living flipping those burgers and you're happy then that's great i guess but i just think when i think of like an adult especially if you eventually have a family you're gonna need to make more money than just flipping burgers and you just need to have bigger goals in life i think than being a you know, if you want, if you like actually working in a kitchen, you know, become a chef. Yeah. You know, where you work at a higher end restaurant or something, or you're, you know, you my, know what I mean. My I first, think. when I realized that I was transitioning to an adult mm-hmm. was during college, but not in college. It was right. internships. So before then, like the jobs I had were like, um, like early college and what like was I worked at a golf uh, like a golf course. Mm-hmm. I worked in a warehouse a year for a summer or two, uh, uh, like that kind of stuff. But then there was a clear switch like later in co- like maybe around junior year, mm-hmm. whereas like now I'm doing like internships like in an office, right? And I was like, and that and that definitely. So in that sense, I agree with you because that for me definitely felt like a like a the transition moment right. where I was like, ooh, I'm no longer in the warehouse. I'm now I now right. have to put on khakis. <laughs> right. Well even for me for me it was really, you know, when I had the Fulbright, when I when I was teaching mm-hmm. all those hours and that's all I was doing. That's when yeah. I realized like holy shit, like I'm all I'm doing now is a job. Like it's different yeah. it's different, you're right. It's different when you're in college or even in high school. I think when you graduate high school, uh, then I think you in a way I think you transition to an adult Maybe not faster, but it's a different transition than going through college, because yeah, I think college is kind of like a buffer, a, a level of college. exactly. Even though you have loans and stuff, you don't obviously you're not right. concerned about them at that moment, right? You don't really have. Well, that's not I mean that's yeah. True. As, as I said that, I was like, well, that's that's not really fair, right? But I do think college is a different, like when you when you're I don't know. It's it's different I though. It does you know, it's it, just it, different. It, it does feel, but it it you you're coddled. I mean, right, right, you, exactly. Even if you do, I mean, a, a lot of people have to still have jobs, and I, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and, but but like, and even if you have to support yourself through college, I I still feel like having the like like. You still have the like, for example, the the social like. It's very easy to make friends. Like you still have that social structure there. Right. You still have like, like there's still some structure around your life that the college provides, mm. and, and and you're not fully alone socially. You're not fully alone. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it just even if you are supporting yourself, 
it's mostly i imagine if you do that transition now like straight out of high school maybe it's a little Mm -hmm. different the older you get like obviously we we mentioned the um the gap years uh, the woman that was in our german classes oh yeah in college obviously that probably doesn't apply for someone like her that's uh you know lived a a portion of her life and she was probably in her 40s or 50s i don't think she's like i don't think she's like i feel coddled here and this is a a nice transition to really uh make sure i'm you know but still i i I don't know i'm speaking for myself let me just speak for myself and i'd say that i it definitely feels like there's a level of coddling in and that aids in that transition but there is still a level of like i mean you still are by yourself you still have to uh, like this is the first time you're sort of around alcohol to mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know sort of a and you're away from your parents if you live away right from your house and but so you have to make your own decisions mm-hmm. to a certain extent right and and not only do you have to make your own decisions but you have to I think moving out is a big part of it you know mm-hmm. and and you know I have to say it's also a big adjustment if you do have to move back trust me. Oh, I can um, imagine. Yeah, it's a big adjustment. I feel like for for, for me, the big move was one of to my Philly? first. No, one of my first internships to Pueblo was in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. and that was weird because that was like I paid my own rent. That was the first right. time I'd done that, and I was still in college. Uh, and, I, and then that the paying paying rent, I guess, wasn't weird, but just being like kind of dropped in a random state. Right, and be like all right. <laughs> Right, have fun. At and, this I, and, in my, and at first, I was nervous, but I was like, oh, I guess this is what I pre- this is what I'm preparing for. Right, not just the uh, job part of it that I'm at the, the life. Do. But yeah, yeah, being yep. able to just like live by myself and be like, all right, budget. Let's make sure my water or my uh, electricity bill is paid right. or whatever. Oh, dude, I, did I ever tell you what happened to me in China all the time? No. So with my electricity bill, I could I could pay it on my phone with WeChat, right? Um, oh, you didn't tell? Yeah, oh, but, that your power. I would, would. I would always lose power, and even even a lot of times, sometimes I would check my account. And it still said I would have money, but then apparently in my account mm. I wouldn't have money. On Wait, it. is it like a prepaid account? I don't know how the how the hell it works over there. <laughs> but all I can tell you is the power would go out. I would pay it on my phone. Half an hour later, it'd be back on. Which makes no sense to me because I don't right. even think that's how the system works. In the U.S., yeah, I have no idea. Like they can't just turn off your power, like like they can, right? But but like if you miss your your bill, it's not like your power is just going to turn off within like right. a day or so, right? Like that they probably have to contact you, right? You if if you didn't pay your bill in the U.S., I imagine it would take like three months before they'd right. actually at the least mm-hmm. it would take months, like three months before yeah. they turned off your electricity. That but see that's the thing, dude. Like when when you move somewhere. You have like all sorts of stuff like that that you have to learn how to deal with, right? Which I think is another big part of being mm-hmm. an adult. Well, I got screwed over, kinda. I mean, I guess it was kind of my fault. I don't know, but um, there was it, a, it was Jared's fault. It was all when, well, fault. I moved out of the of the place in in Pueblo, Colorado, and I paid all my bills off and everything. But I think there was a transition period mm-hmm. where um, it wasn't back in in the owner's name. And so it they had oh, racked up a bill, but it racked up a bill of like, I don't know, I'm like eight to eight ten dollars. Oh, okay. It's very small because no okay. one was living there for a right. portion of time. Right. And and so and at this thing, it hadn't been transferred the name hadn't been transferred back over to their name. Mm-hmm. So they kept contacting me saying I had to pay a bill. Eight dollars. Uh, but but and this, and this give is me real, my eight dollars. This is this is some real uh 
this is a perfect example of being a child and not fully mm-hmm. transitioning over to adulthood. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, well, I don't have to pay that because like I'm not living there. Right. And so like I was just ignoring it. Right. But eventually it went to collections. <laughs> oh damn. For like eight for like ten dollars or right. whatever it was. It was a small amount and of And so like, they wrote you and then what what did and they so, say? And uh, so eventually I was like and so eventually I got it worked out so simply just saying, Oh, right. I didn't live there at the time. Right. And and like and I just got it worked out with the uh but like in my mind, I was just I was just like, well, I don't live there anymore, so it'll just work itself out. Right. <laughs> they knock on Jared's door. This <laughs> but I was getting big, calls, this big dude, right. and they're like, "This is uh, the blah 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 collection two in the morning for the you know Colorado State twenty five uh, <laughs> cents, please." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't." And I was like, "Oh!" And and then once it got to collections, I was like, "I think this is needs to be taken care right. of." Right. Actually, at this point, well, have I have I, my credit? Have I ever talked about my my Vodafone nightmare in the Czech Republic? Mm, I don't think so. Oh man! What do happens? We, do we have? Well, this I think this is a good Please. example of uh, what not to do. Because I think to learn how to be an adult, you have to learn what not to do. Uh, and well, so, one of my transitions, mm-hmm. honestly, was I think a, I didn't mean I didn't even mean to say this as a lesson, but you stuff cannot go igno- ignored. You yep. can't just yep. it stuff doesn't go away. Like if it, it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't. And I I actually like the the rule of thumb now, especially because my work is really ramped up. I've been really busy. Is do it now, <laughs> you know? Really, <laughs> like with your voting, everything. Yeah, if if it's a thought on your mind and like you can write it on your whatever and do mm-hmm. it later, but if it's really even if it's something small, just do it now. If it's quick, I'm, do it now. I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at that. I am I'm too, a scatterbrain to too. Right. So like I can find myself like sometimes with dishes. Right. Like halfway through the dishes, I'll stop and go do something. And, right. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot that I started right. these uh, two hours ago and then just stopped halfway. I'm so bad at that. Anyway, what happened with So Vodafone? the Vodafone. Okay. So uh, as most of our listeners might know, I lived in the Czech Republic from 2018 to 2019. Uh, it was a great time. Miss it. Miss it greatly there. Uh, and apparently, Jared, things have uh, unfortunately gotten a little worse there with uh, coronavirus. Mm. Um, so shout out to all of my um, friends and uh, homies in Komutov and Prague and uh, everywhere else mm-hmm. over there. Anyways, so I, I had a cell phone plan with Vodafone, right? Um, and uh, I had paid my phone bill mm-hmm. and uh, and had told the people at Vodafone I'm leaving on this month. Um, you know, my phone, you know, it'll be canceling and everything, right? And they said, yes. Uh, you know, and uh, came e- back. English to was fine. This was yep, in English. Yep, okay. this was in English at the store in Prague. Um, and oh, you're in Prague, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, then I came back to the states, and then about a month and a half later, I get this email saying I owed 150 dollars. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, I wasn't there. I wasn't using my phone. I was told ha- 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 since uh, had you turned on the phone or anything. Nope. You, you, nope, didn't you use do? it once. No okay. text like messages, when you got, no when you phone got calls, nothing. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't work. Sure. You so know? you didn't even like turn it on or right. like what did you do with the even, SIM card? Uh, I think I threw it away. Oh, really? Yeah. That's some real Jason Bourne shit. I That's, don't think I've ever yeah, thrown you, away a SIM card. You break it in half <laughs> and you eat it. Swallow yeah, it. Yeah, you eat it. <laughs> you know, you feed it to the pigs. You know, you go somewhere. No, but anyway, so so yeah, so I wasn't using it at all. Um and and I I ignored it. I was like, well, I was like, f this. Classic. I'm not gonna pay this. Yeah, I, I ignored it. <laughs> Been there. I ignored it for about <laughs> I ignored it for about two three weeks. And, and I, the companies certainly got, don't forget. Yep. And then I got another email, and uh, and then they had what had happened because it was a cell phone bill and it wasn't canceled. They added on another month. Mm. I'm, I imagine Stewie from Family Guy. Where's my money? 
Right. <laughs> right. And so eventually it got so Wait, bad. so you saw them add on another yep. and you still left it then? And I was like, this is stupid. F this. Um, I, I had contacted them uh, and get this. And they just said you had to pay. Get this. The Vodafone people, when I tried to contact them on my website, because I was out of the country, I couldn't verify my account with like the password because my cell phone oh my didn't gosh. work. And so I tried to oh, call so you, their... So this was a, just a nightmare. Oh, so they had to like send you a code to that so, phone number to, or something? Well, so basically I couldn't access my sure, Vodafone okay. account, okay? Mm-hmm. I tried to reach out to their customer support via email and also on Twitter. Um, and no help really at all whatsoever. Oh they, and basically... And basically, they said, well, what happens now is it's, it's really between you and the collections agency. And you know what the collections agency said? It's between you and Vodafone. So you, you just let it go. So, so You can never go back to Czech Republic. There's going to be uh, agents waiting well, for you at the airport. Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. About five months later, I, I, had, I had a couple friends of mine in the Czech Republic go and try to get it sorted out to uh, no avail. <laughs> also, agents came up to my friends in the Czech Republic yes. and asked no. about you. No. And so they, they tried to help. And, uh, and unfortunately, we still couldn't get uh-huh. this fixed. But I was able to cancel. I canceled the account. Right, mm-hmm. um, I canceled the account, and they they sent me confirmation it was canceled, um, and then I left it at that um, because I was like, if you guys want this money, you're gonna have to work for it because, yeah, f you, um, you know. And so, anyway, so then um, a couple months later go by, and then I get an email from Monica, was her name, and uh, uh, this uh, friendly Czech woman, Czech lady. And uh, uh, so I didn't watch it too much, Bill Burr. Lady. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, and she said, if you do not uh, pay the the fee, um, you will. Um, there will be like you'll have to go to court, mm-hmm. basically. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna go to court in the Czech Republic. And so I ended up at the end at the end of the day, Jared. This sounds so unlike you. At the end of the day, $150 turned into about $300. That you still never paid. I did pay. You paid it. I paid it. Yep. Okay. But, that's but I'm like but that's I'm what? still but I'm still terrified. Like I'm terrified. What if I go back to the Czech Republic nah, one day? You're fine now. You're fine now. Now that the, now that they uh, they got their got money. their money. Yeah, that's all. But they care I was about. just like, dude, like why? Like that was so much money that they I was not using their service. Yeah. I had told them about it, and and the lesson I learned is get it in writing. And they should be able to. And they obviously not should be. They obviously can't see that that hasn't been used yep. since you know. Yep. Didn't use any data. If, if they actually no cared text, to right. like track it back, they could clearly see when you said it, and right. that the phone hadn't been used since that day. Yep. But that's not. It's not worth it's not it how to they them. make yeah. their money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I actually i I didn't have a similar thing happen with with Comcast, but I, I could be in a similar situation because when I left Philadelphia, I canceled it. Uh, when I and I paid the last bill, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like a month later, I got a bill in yep. my email. That's always how it works. But I was like, "Well, how's that possible?" Like, I, I'm yeah, I, canceled I, I specifically it. remember paying the last one, and then I right. canceled it. Right. <laughs> it's like so I don't even have an account, uh, but somehow I still could log into my account, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not paying it." And then just never I, right. And I don't use Comcast anymore, so it just hasn't come right. up. I don't know. They might have. They might have <laughs> fixed it because yeah, they maybe they realized. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. But I will say that's a big thing that, like, you know, you don't learn in school, really. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of... I think that's also the other part of, like, transitioning into adulthood is 
There's a lot of just life things you need to learn. The most practical thing I learned in school about transitioning to adulthood was how to write a check. And then mm. that immediately became obsolete by the time I right. got to middle school. Although probably. I still write checks occasionally. The only time I, I don't anymore, the only time I did was to my piano teacher mm. in, Pe- in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, I write out like million dollar checks for our untranslatable podcast. What do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think are some useful classes for students to take today to prepare them for adulthood? If I could go back, honestly, I would take some some type of class on um, finance or like or like if they if they even offer a class on like money management. Yes, like how to set up a budget, how to actually live. Um, below your means. Investing. Right, right. right, That's a big one. Mm -hmm. I still don't know a ton about that. Uh, Yeah. Taxes. I know it's boring, but it's important. That would be a super boring class. Right. I I make this joke every year, but every time I submit my taxes, I'm always just like, well, I I guess I'm shrugging for those listening and watching us on YouTube. I'm always like, let's hope I did that right. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, I have a guy who does my taxes, but you know, we we pay him good money. Look at this. Chad has a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Chad, that's that's another part of adulthood, though, is getting those connections for certain things you need in life. Yes. And admitting when you, when you, you're you're better off just uh, paying someone to do yep. it for you. I mean, uh, you know, eventually when I get my own place, my own house, I want to. I'm gonna need a plumber guy for sure. Well, speaking of which, you know? what happened to like you, you? They used to. I mean, this was before our time, mm-hmm. at least before my time. Maybe they used to have like home ec classes. Where I, they, I took I took a couple in uh, middle school. I guess I did take a like a. It wasn't wood shop specifically. That would be a fun class. But I did take like a shop. I don't know what, remember right. what it was called, but it was in Germany actually, and it was it was like a, it was like a quote unquote shop class. We worked with wood, but we also worked with like plastics and mm. stuff, and like different forms of like heating building it up and stuff. melting or cutting okay. and like building different things. So I did sort of do a little. I was terrible at it, dude. I'm so bad at anything that has like sort of an artsy touch or anything that involves like I, I, I'm just you I don't think have a, so. I don't have a smooth. I don't have a steady hand. I don't have a good eye i don't i i i i don't know i i'm i'm also that kind of person that's like if you're if i'm writing something out i could mm-hmm. might mess it up and it'll be like really big at the beginning then small oh, and curving up at the end yeah. I, don't, I don't have a good space spatial perception yeah. uh maybe that's what they could teach us for better adults spatial perception right do you think you uh well oh, do any other classes um oh yeah well like we said the tax the tax one, home ec. Yeah. Um, investing, money investing, management. Investing, money management. I would also say like real estate and property a little bit, like to, to understand because mm. some of that would bleed into the tax yes. class. And bleed into the money management right. class. Exactly. Learning about how the money or the like the housing industry works. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'd say there, I think there needs to be a better folk. I, I think a current events class needs to be mm. more taken more seriously. Because I feel like every school situation I've been in that has even offered it, not everyone has. It's always been an elective, right? And it's all and I, and I don't think it's taken like like your media lit class that you talked about. We did our episode. My yeah, media I'm a lit pointer. Class. I need to I need to do like politicians. Right. Your media lit class. Get the Joe Biden fly swatter. <laughs> Here, oh my gosh. Um, um, yeah, I, I think um, I think like a media, but, but the, the thing media is, lit classes are great. Who, how, how would that work in a, in a time like today? Who do you trust? Who do you trust? That's why you. Like that's today? why you need the media lit class. That's true. I guess you got to trust. That's someone. why you need them. Um, yeah, I would. I would say another class, believe it or not, on time management. Interesting. I think I would say people management. 
Sure, that would be because I think that's one. something I really struggle with. Do you want to start I, a university on translatable university? <laughs> yeah, on translatable U, mm-hmm. uh, UU. I was uh, the W, but it's W, U-U. but it's UU. That's great. <laughs> I was joking. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, You're joking. <laughs> yeah, but I totally forgot what I was gonna say. You can't be joking before this we is talk a about podcast. UU. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that that I think that all we're talking things, about uh, people management. Time oh yeah, management, money I was management. joking with you before we were recording mm-hmm. about how like um, I want to manage people as high as pos- possible in a company without having to manage people. Right. Just because I, I get so uncomfortable when I have to do any sort of level of it, mm-hmm. and I think not managing people, but some sort of I don't know people communicate. I don't know. Jared just wants to sit alone in his cubicle or office. Yeah. Well, now it's even better. Or house. Yeah. And just do his thing and make lots of money, and I don't blame you. Yeah, that's where I now want. Now it's to. even better that that we have the work from home option, and I don't right. even have to. It's so easy to uh, not communicate with people. Oh, sorry, I missed your call. I was Uh-oh. taking a nap. I mean, I was working really hard. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, a big a big thing with um, get me in trouble. Um, I think that you need to learn how to transition as well as setting priorities. Um, mm. especially I think the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. So it's really important to be able to set priorities, um, set a, a schedule and try to somewhat keep yourself to that I'm schedule. Not good at that. I'm, I'm not great at it either, but I think, uh, it's like a lot of people I look up to, um, can do that really well. And I think that uh, helps them a lot. And I've, I've been trying to do that a lot more. Like even it may sound really stupid, but just sticking to a consistent like bedtime. It might sound ridiculous, oh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. I yeah. think it really does. I'm trying to go to bed at like between nine thirty and ten o'clock these days. I text Jared at seven. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to sleep, guys." <laughs> I mean, you have texted me at like eleven, and right. and, I, and I I was already asleep. Yep. I'm uh, not surprised. Uh, I, I I I like a routine. I think routines are are, mm. are good. I'm I'm a very routine oriented person, um, and so I and so I I would I would agree with that one very much. Um, do you do you think that you went through a I would say important an important part of transitioning to adulthood is the quarter life crisis? Mm. Um, how would you define a quarter life crisis? The quarter life crisis. So there's the midlife crisis, which is you know halfway through your 50s, life around yep. the forties or fifties, you start to buy a sports uh, car for no reason. Yeah, you start to ha- have some existential questioning on what you've done with your life. Right. Uh, the quarter life crisis is for those transitioning to adulthood. So yep. quarter life, you know, you know, so around twenty five, yep. uh, obviously give or take a couple of years, depending mm-hmm. on how, how you're living your life. And it's for those people, it's um, sort of a a the struggle of what am I going to do with my future? Mm-hmm. What's my how am I going to make money? Essentially, yep, how am I going to like what am I going to do with my relationships? Do I want to get yep. married? Do that's I want to have kids? Um, you know, you start to realize how much things cost. <laughs> yep. And you're like, oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the value <laughs> it's just, of it's money. Just you start realizing right. what, like, I feel like uh, as a child, it, as, even in, and once again in college too, you can sort of be ignorant to a lot of the realities of what it takes to survive in in reality. Right. right. And, and I, I think, think that's just, a, that starts coming coming in. You it's know, like over that. the horizon when you're in college or, mm-hmm. or or high school, one or the other, and then boom, you're yeah. there, and it's like you're living by yourself. Yep, got paycheck, pay, pay paycheck for to paycheck is really rough. Can't ask you can't ask your parents. Well, maybe you can, you can ask your sometimes parents. if if I mean yeah. I guess I could, 
Right. But my well, the thing stopping me. Well, I don't. I guess I haven't needed to clearly. But the thing stopping me, if I if I were to get to that place more than anything, would be pride a hundred percent. Like I'd have, I'd have to be in a in a in a rough spot. It, like a spot where it's like it's either this like or get kicked kicked out of my apartment at this point, right. or I'm about to lose my car or something. Right. <laughs> like it has to be real dire. hard times. Yeah. yeah. This this is not like and so like that's um, transitioning to adulthood for sure though. But, but yeah, and and it's definitely. I think that was part of my. I'm not going to call it a quarter life crisis, mm. but a, but like there definitely was a, a point in me where it's like, all right, you you like, you can't ask your parents for stuff. Like that's not an option, right? And and well, I I feel bad. You know, my parents ask me. You know, what do I want? Like different stuff. Um, what and, do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like food or like yeah, when they go grocery shopping mm-hmm. or just all sorts of you know different different stuff. And uh, I appreciate their, their, you know, helping me out with stuff and letting me stay here for the time being since I don't know where I'll be working after May. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's been my thing is I think if I would have known earlier on that I would have had this job and I would have seeked out a place um, sooner, then my lease would be ending when my contract ended and then I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Sure. Whereas now, because I'm not sure, you know, I'd like to continue doing what I'm doing after May. But we'll we'll have to see. But I think part of being an adult is um, realizing that you have the skills, and especially even the people skills and job type of like can do a job interview and knows how to send emails. Um, I know it sounds silly, but those types of things are really important if you want to um, not only continue working and making money for yourself, so you're financially dependent, but continue to grow professionally. Yeah, developing those those professional skills is an interesting one because sometimes, uh, like I see, especially people my age, how they how they around my age, how they act at work, and I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, or right. it's like, or how they talk, or like. It, for, for Although example, Jared swears all the time at work, everybody. Well, it's not even time. a swearing thing. I mean, people. I, I've been at companies where people swear a lot, and I've never been a swearer at work. Just right. I, I don't know. I, we don't I swear a ton on on the pod, even. I don't think usually. Uh, yeah, but I mean, spend spend thirty seconds in my home, and it's mm. it's a it's a, it's an interesting. It's because you're watching <laughs> your mom's house or Bill Burr. Uh, um, but uh, what were we talking about? Uh, well, what were we talking about? Oh man, you, you're supposed to be the one that I'm the keeps, anchor. Yeah, yeah. Keeps you're, us, you're keeps the root. The root. Uh, let's um, see quarter life crisis. Yep. Work. Oh, professionalism. Oh professionalism. yeah. Yeah, I hear That's people we saying were. stuff like, and, it, and it's interesting the stuff that I feel like I tend to hear younger people say mm-hmm. is talking about like being tired, mm. being uh, like having like not overwhelmed, but like having a lot of stuff that and you got to learn how to deal with that as an adult. I feel like I hear younger people say it more. Also, mm. it's interesting to hear like young people talk about like uh, granted, it's also just because they tend to be not have as many kids and stuff, but like talk about like going out and stuff with with mm. each other or when they do like going out and hanging out together. And it's just like you guys are way more comfortable than I would ever be with my coworkers and just right. that friendliness. Sometimes I find weird, and I feel like that was a transition that that I sort of had to make this this. I mean, part of it was my parents, I guess, drilling that into me. But like, I had to make like this decision where I almost have like this work alter ego, you know? Right. I don't think that's a bad thing. I like to sure. keep a separation too between private life and and, 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 and work I, life. And I will say, 
I have loosened as I as mm. I've gotten a little more getting a little loosey goosey, Jared. As I, I like understand it. the work structure a little more, and as I also depends on the people I'm working with. Mm. Like a sl- some of it is slightly adjusting to who I work with. Like you don't want to be mm. also the weirdo right. who's so like siphoned off from the rest of your team, or they're like, oh, we don't know anything about that guy. Speak for yourself, Jared. So it's always to me, it's always like, all right, match my team, and then like pull it back mm. ten to fifteen percent. Okay. From what they would you keep know. it a little mysterious. I don't. Yeah, little, 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 you little love mysterious. mystery, don't you? You love always to surprise people and. Catch, I do like surprises. <laughs> surprises are great, dude. They're catch people wonderful. off guard. I've caught you off guard a couple times. I guess so. But we we try to keep it one hundred percent professional here yeah, at the entrance of the podcast. Keep it a hundred. That's right. No mm-hmm. no personal stories here. No uh, having fun That's or right. jokes or laughing. This is all pure. That's right. Pure seriousness, but. Um, all jokes and all seriousness aside, I think another aspect of um, becoming an adult and transitioning to adulthood, like you mentioned, was relationships, but also being able to manage um, when relationships go sour because it happens. And uh, and yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. are you are you a good enough person to at least be civil with that other person? I I really can't stand people who will. Like post things, egregious things about their exes on social media or whatever. <laughs> I love. It. I, just, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think it's childish. Like oh yeah, of course. But I you know, it's very entertaining. Like it's not, well, sure, it's entertaining <laughs> for you because you're not involved at all. You know, I I understand what you're saying, but at yeah. the you know, I think I feel like being being more of an adult means um, handling your relationships with respect and with dignity. Yeah, clean. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, not making it messy. Being transparent with people as well, I think, is another part of hopefully becoming an adult. Yeah. Or being honest mature. with what you want. Right. That's hard. I'm yeah. not good at that. Yeah. And and also saying no. I think I think as an adult it's it's a mm. it's paramount mm. to know how to say no. Paramount. Yeah. I it's don't huge. I'm right. I'm not great at it. I just ask Jared all sorts of questions throughout the week just to test him and see if he says no. <laughs> he always says yes. Well, see, I'm not always. great at it with the uh with the German with the German uh, things, I have not shown up. Some of it is work. Well, you've been busy. It's not some a of it's deal. work, but some of it's also um, li- like it's, I could be on your ass more probably. Li- too. Like some of it is just like it's it's easy it's easy for me not to do it because I'm like oh, I'm gonna have to talk German to strangers. Mm. I'm, I'm still thinking about these breakout rooms. I'm not even right. kidding. <laughs> so far, we haven't had them. So wait, wait, lucky for you. Oh, really? Have you tried yeah. to do it again? Tried no, to do them again? Because okay. she's the host. So right, right, right. The hostess with the mostest. Has so. it been a problem? The t- the, has the, okay. No, we've we've had like five, six people. It's right. been fine. Sure, 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 sure. But but I always feel bad because she asks me lots of questions and I don't want to monopolize the time. Well, but she goes to you because she knows that you'll like speak. But but you you won't just respond. You'll like keep the conversation going. I try to. I feel like I feel that's like, a good skill to develop. But I feel like some of the other people like. That's why I was saying the problem wasn't the breakout room because it's like it wasn't that there wasn't opportunity for people to talk. It's mm. just that they, I, for whatever reason it was, they weren't like con- contributing, you know? Right. And that's why I was so nervous about the mm. breakout room. It's like, oh, now I got to lead a, ger- a conversation yeah, you in German do. with yep. a stranger. Yep. Oh, Learn, no. Learning those leadership skills, my man. That's <laughs> useful, useful skills to yeah. have. But I think, I think another part of becoming an adult is kind of like leveling up. Right, you're gaining more experience. You're gaining more confidence. I think as well. The level up. Yeah, you're just you're you're moving upwards. You know, yeah. um, and I think that's a big difference. Is that when you're when you're a kid and a teenager, do you enjoy being called you know, sir? Um, yes, you do. Actually, I prefer I to. Like I, I say no. It's actually Lord. I correct them. It's Lord. <laughs> you, you, what you can do, Jerry? Uh, that was buy, a serious question. <laughs> you can you can buy a you can buy like a 
I forget if it's it's just a small plot of land in Scotland, oh, basically yeah, yeah, enough yeah, for a tree, yeah. and then you're technically a lord. Yeah, I saw that. I've thought about I've thought about <laughs> it. But if someone calls me sir, I, I if it's if it's I a, don't feel it, like I deserve it. If it's a younger man, I'll call him Sir Back. <laughs> if he calls me sir. That's a nice um, move. Yeah, I'll call him Sir Back. Um can't, Sometimes I, mm. I I think I overly drop ma'am only because mm. uh, of my southern roots. Do you roots. say it with a southern accent? Ma'am. You should. But sometimes when I do it here, meaning in the, in Michigan, people don't like it. Like offended. adults don't like it. Ma'am is my mother. Yeah, it's like, how old do you think I am? Right. It's like, I don't know. It's just That's when you say something outrageous, like 76. Yeah. 85. <laughs> oh, man. 102. Which is something you would never do, but I no. wish you had those sort of balls. That would be... Maybe that's <laughs> another part, though, of someone becoming an adult, is, you know, developing... No, having those not waivos. make the joke? Oh. And no. when, well, sure, of course. Having the sensitivity... And the knowledge to mm. not make the joke. No, I don't think that's being an adult. But also knowing when to make the joke. I don't think that's being an adult. No. I think that I think maybe that's being mature. Mm. Do you th- so? Do you think? I think a lot of these. Yeah, you're right. Are more just being mature oh, than being an adult. How do you feel about the phrase "adulting"? Um, I think it's kind of funny. I I no, get annoyed. I think I've used it in the in the podcast. I get annoyed when people make it seem like being an adult is so hard. I feel like I agree with you. Yeah, like like th- th- I feel like that sort of I, that that bothers me a little bit. Cause, well, that's because you're arguing an adult, Jared. Yeah, but adults say adulting, that's and true. I feel like also adulting is a word that like uh, that like what are the Gen X? Oh no, Gen Zers make mm-hmm. like used to make fun of like a millennials. Boomers, millennial? No, millennials. Mm. You know that? Did you even know that younger the younger generation, the Gen Xs, or no, making fun me, of millennials, the Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they hate millennials and they make fun of millennials all the, like on TikTok or whatever. They, well, they can come get it. Millennials. They always like millennials always be talking about like uh, it's wine o'clock. It's like mm-hmm. sis, you have a drinking problem. <laughs> well, maybe they're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying they're right or maybe wrong. They're not wrong. Saying, but that's a those popular yeah. uh, talking points. On, where I think I think the tricky thing to transitioning, um, at least what I noticed was, uh, I think. What, like when you graduate, it's just a whole different feeling when you're in high school or in college and you're, you know, you're still taking classes and there's still kind of that set time period where you, where you know, like everything's kind of taken care of. Right. Sure. Where yeah. I think after you're done with that, then you kind of realize like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I am responsible for myself. And I think the good thing about that situation was I had little to almost no money at that time mm-hmm. for myself. Right. So I didn't have, like, money really, without any money, it's really hard to get into a lot of trouble, I feel like. True. I mean, it, it's it's not impossible. Or, or, or maybe it's easier to get in a, into a lot of trouble because you don't have a lot of money and if you... Yeah, but I didn't have anything an to emergency, do. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know, like, <laughs> there was nothing right. to do. Right. Like even the even the the prospect of like getting overly drunk or something right. wasn't really realistic because it's like I don't really have enough. I, maybe I could do that once. Right. Get some burn nasties. Yeah. And go yeah. go crazy. Some, uh, yeah. Yeah. Load up on Mickey's. Right. Oh, that would be terrible. But yeah. Well, I think I I'd think, prefer a forty to a uh, oh, burnett sure. any day. I would agree. I with would that. probably enjoy a forty right now. Before you be Burnett's, good. I would I would throw up probably <laughs> on first contact probably. with my mouth. Right. <laughs> but I think I think the biggest transition is um also when you when your responsibilities really become the forefront of your life. I think when you're a kid and you know and your parents are doing a lot for you or mm. or you know your family or whoever, I think uh, a key to really transitioning is I think it is important to um to you know, move away or live on your own for a while. 
Um, sure. Yeah. And and as much as I love my parents, I'm not trying to stay here forever. Um, you Once know, again, that's, for that's sure. not an insult. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for right. not wanting to live with your parents for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, uh, crucial to transitioning mm-hmm. to adulthood because you need to know what it means to not have someone to rely on for right. everything you need. And it's a good feeling to rely on yourself for, for what you need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I like being an adult. I, I don't. I wouldn't call it adulting because adulting makes it sounds like I like it. Right. I I like not having anyone to answer to. Right. Just answering Honest, to yourself. Honestly, especially living by myself. No offense mm-hmm. to my partner, but mm-hmm. the you, the you can make just like the food decisions. I would yep. make sometimes where it's like effort. You know, just those right. effort decisions. Sure. Or even even though I'm not going to say there's shame in my home, mm-hmm. but living with someone does definitely limit some shameful activities. Mm-hmm. Actually, my partner's going on vacation in two weeks. Oh, watch out! You're going to be shameful. I've I'm n- no joke. I'm already thinking about the food that I'm going to order. Mm-hmm. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god! If gosh. you need someone to help you eat some of that food, let me know. Yeah, I actually thought I might, I might, uh, maybe we could switch it up and you can come over. Do a couple pods over there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I think uh, I, I like it. I like it. That you was- know what I think? Another aspect of really transitioning into adulthood is is taking care, like self care. Uh, number one. Number two is going having, to the doctor by yep, yourself. Yep, and the dentist. I went to the dentist. I, I got a uh, my teeth Root cleaned canal. a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, that I felt like such an adult, even just being like, "All right, I, I need to go to the dentist." Because right. I kind of not gonna lie, I got kind of lazy when I was in mm. Philadelphia. No cavities though. That's good. Knock 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 on wood for that, Jared, for you. But um, yeah, I think taking care of your your you know having self care, also having a some type of fitness regimen or doing some type of sport. I think is pretty important as well. Like to taking continue your, doing that. Taking care of yourself is, is not as easy as it as it sounds. It, it really <laughs> is. It does no. take like it does. It is. It's 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 as difficult for me as say. It's it's a similar sort of difficulty to me as like keeping my place clean. Yeah. Where it's like it's never ending. I feel whenever you feel like you're there, it's like no, you're not there, mm-hmm. and it's just, I, it, it's always more to do. And it really does. I hate, and I don't hate to say it, I guess, but the how someone presents themselves and how someone is taken care of and put together does say a, a good bit about someone's personality. Oh, absolutely! Especially as an adult, like how someone takes care of them, treats themselves. Absolutely. Self care, although, is not just like physical too. Obviously, it's mental, mental and, right? And just and not eating even healthy, therapy, getting enough just, sleep. Yeah, doing what's right for taking you. Taking care of yourself mentally. Yeah. Sometimes I, you know, I, it's easy. Sometimes on the weekend when I was younger, I don't even do this anymore, but when I was younger, uh, in Philadelphia specifically, I would commonly stay up till like three in the morning on, mm. on Friday and Saturday. Chilling like a villain. Just because it's just like, Why not? I got nothing else to do, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Or it's like, I could sleep. I have nothing to do tomorrow. Tomorrow I can sleep in until whatever time right. I want. So I, so I would just stay awake for no reason. For, and now... I mean, I guess I kind of have stuff that I do. Like, I come to your place. I got to watch Formula One early right. in the morning. But it's just like... Priorities. I, and I also felt like for some reason, I felt like I was... It was lost time when I was... Mm. So it was like, if I would go to bed at like a normal time on, on a weekend, it would be like, well, what's the point? Like, this is good. This is this is good living time right, right. now. I could do stuff. Right. What's the point of me going to bed uh, so early? Or it could be prime sleeping time. 
Well, that's how I feel now. Prime right. sleeping time. But I think when you like, I I actually calculated it, and I think uh, I think a lot of people um, that I work with and uh, that that I've seen, I think a lot of people work more than forty hours a week, especially oh, since sure. we've gone especially online, especially working from home. Yeah. yeah. And so I I just think of too, it's it's I I find it when I even get to the weekends now. Like I stayed up last night till midnight and I was pretty tired. Mm-hmm. But like it gets around 10, 10 o'clock now and I'm exhausted. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. And I, I feel like I, I, I cherish my sleep a lot more. Part of that mm-hmm. self care thing, as I mentioned to you, right, a second ago, I was saying that I, I legitimately, legitimately do make a point to one go go to bed earlier between mm-hmm. nine thirty and ten, but to do that, like I just have to shift my whole schedule. So I have to right. eat dinner earlier. But you can to... wake up earlier the next day. I feel like there is a yes. nice feeling waking up and not feeling like well, you're making up for time. Especially since this whole work from home thing, I haven't been using an alarm. Right. So it, it obviously I feel way more comfortable not having an alarm set uh, if I if, you know if I'm not going to bed late. So I right. just it, it's very freeing. I just feel very free. And I like that. I like that. It's a good feeling. That's you know, for sure. Self care, by the way, great song uh, by Mac Miller. Mm, that is a good one. And I would say music in general is a great form of self care. Yeah, it is. And I think we should uh, talk about our song on the pod today, which is by an artist named Zen G mm-hmm. and uh, Delale. I think is uh, the way we pronounce this. That's the name um, of the song. Yeah, yes. Delale. And uh, he is a Turkish singer slash rapper slash artist music mm-hmm. artist um and this video is quite something isn't it jared yeah so he's in like what looks like bible country yep uh <laughs> literally yep, it does. that looks like the burning bush right there mm-hmm. um if i hit play will it stop will it mess up the recording on a garage band do you think? i don't think so i mean we'll we'll see we'll see uh so uh yeah it's it it, it it's him i don't what do you think what do you think he's singing about? I have no idea. Because there's a beautiful woman that he's not—he's never interacts with, but right. you just see her sort of just like, or maybe he doesn't interact with, but you just see her sort of looking off into the middle distance, being beautiful and shit. Right. And then it's just him with like a, a, a old uh, babushka s woman. Mm. Yeah. That's it's almost it like tattoos. he's coming to her for like you know comfort yeah, or yeah. solace. As there's just. Once again, this beautiful woman just randomly being beautiful. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, Zenji looks like a baller, I feel like. He does. He's I got, like his he's look. He's like tatted, has like an interesting kind of hairstyle with like it like down to the skin on mm-hmm. the sides, but a short fade. on the yeah. top. Yeah. I, I do like his, his style, mm-hmm. his, his clothing style. Like, I like that look. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a it's a good really like it it bumps you know but Turkish mm-hmm. the way it sounds with it it just I've never heard anything like it but it's fantastic I have no and and uh it it doesn't really I actually said this about French too but it doesn't really sound like it can rhyme right like it's but but obviously you know with with the like it's still like the uh, I don't know what the like it's still music flow of it is very right. nice. The flow is not a very good musical word to use, I believe. I know it's not a good use, word to use in English to describe uh, word, uh, like a language. But you like, don't it, think so? Well, the, my English teacher hated mm. it he, when people said it flows well or something like that. He mm. said that doesn't mean anything. Well, he doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, yeah, you heard, you heard of Mr. Ambrose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, but I, I, and it almost has like a, uh, like a, um, 
well, how would you say like a like a Latino vibe? Kind like of that the bounce, rhythm. the rhythm. Yeah, it does have a bounce to it. Like a, that bounce to it. I'm I'm tapping my foot right now yes. to it. Yeah, it does have a bounce to it. Yeah, he's riding a horse, all tatted up. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a fantastic tune. Actually, you know what? It reminds me of like when we would go into like some like dinner places in Vienna or Germany oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and you hear Turkish music, it does remind me of, of that, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it is Turkish music, but it sure. is fantastic. So check it out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. Yes, yeah. uh, Zenji is the artist. Uh, Delale is the song and it is quite the, uh, quite the tune. So check it out. Um, well, Jared, let's see here. So transitioning into adulthood, a uh, couple, couple key points I would say is, uh, developing some uh, type of financial t- financial responsibility um, and l- gaining more knowledge about finance is important. And part of that, by like, the way, is figuring mm-hmm. it out. Part of transitioning to adulthood, I think, is figuring out what it is you even like to want to do. Yeah, for I work. That's Absolutely. That's a big one. I'm figuring, still figuring it out. Yeah, I think I still am, too. I think that's a constant... Uh, I'm not gonna say struggle, but I think that's right. a constant thing that people go through. Because uh, it's like you know, people at my job that have been there for for years still say they find themselves doing things that they never thought they were gonna do. You know, ten, fifteen years into their career. Right. Well, we can't know, you know, what's gonna happen in the different industries and stuff in that's the next true. ten to fifteen. I mean, years we don't too. even know what options we'll have. That's right. a very good point. Right. So, so yeah, I think another big thing too with uh, transitioning into adulthood is. Um, moving away or living somewhere else than your parents. You shouldn't, uh, well, I, su- I shouldn't say you shouldn't. Um, I would say a big part of growing up, though, is having some of that time alone, having your own place, paying for your own rent, your own bills, but taking it, care of everything. Maybe pe- maybe those in Eastern cultures might, might beg to differ. They might, yeah. And that's okay. But I think, but I think, I think it seems like, like you talked about in China, sometimes they don't even move out. They, you know, they, they sort of take over the adult, right. like the, the uh, you know supporting the family role, mm-hmm. but maybe it's, that's a different transition to adulthood. It's more that's that transition that's of good point. of like leadership role between parent and child. And it's like now I'm the leader of the household, or now right. like you you guys rely on me for for money. You know you know even though that's we still true. live together. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm responsible for the house now. Really, that's actually a fantastic point. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but I do think there is something about living on your own for a while, even if it's not permanently. Um, and I do think yeah, even people in Asian countries would do that too sometimes, you know. Get, just getting away from your parents for a bit. Because yeah. I think I feel like it, it is – sometimes it's hard for people to figure out wh- who they are, what, they're re- what they really right. like. Because most of what they – you know, their personality is just shaped by what their parents mm-hmm. or siblings or whatever feed them. Right. Sure. So I think it's, and I also think if, if you have the opportunity to go abroad for work, um, I'm not saying that's an aspect of a transition, but I think it, it can be very beneficial. It's a good way to, yeah, learn about yourself. Yeah. Though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing more humbling, I think, than when you land in another country and you don't really know anybody and, yeah. uh, and you know, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wild ride. Um, but I think the whole transitioning is, is all about growth and change and progress. And mm-hmm. so I think that's uh, what's really important to keep in mind when transitioning from that high school age or college age to uh, adult age. I feel like the transition, even though we talk about this quarter life crisis and you mm-hmm. know coming out of high school and college, I feel like really the transition is like it never ends. Right. Because I, I don't know. The older I get, the more I feel like I don't know if I'm ever going to feel like this adulthood like like oh now 
Right. I don't know. No, like, it, I feel like doesn't. the same. I always say this, but I feel like I haven't changed much since like 16. Right. I just have more responsibility, maybe. But right. like me, I don't like. I don't know the way. Just the way my brain works doesn't feel much different. Right. Sure. <laughs> but I guarantee you, it probably is very. It probably different. is. It very, probably very is different. But I, I guess I would probably hope so. Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. Well, you know, it may sound ironic, Jared, but the only. The only thing in life that won't change is the fact that uh, there will always be change. Mm. The only two things that are guaranteed in life are is death and paying your taxes. Mm, that's or true. Or death and taxes or something like that. Something like that. Unless you're Trump. Right. I right. guess he still had to pay some, though. Yep, $750 <laughs> is a lot of money, man. A lot of money. <clears throat> but yeah. Anyways, uh, let us know how you uh, like to... Uh, or how you transition from uh, childhood to adulthood at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, for all sorts of pictures and clips and all sorts of great stuff. Check us out on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dequiame, muchas gracias, shisha. And do Svidania. That's a habit. Got that trigger finger. Yeah, you to turn it off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We got to get that great post show talk. That's true. Honestly, the post show talk is, al- talk is almost better. It's always better. Than the pre show talk, too. Well, sure. Because we've already we got the juices flowing now, Jared. Last, you know? last post show talk was fun. Because it was, or last meeting last week, because it was the online dating episode. Oh, yeah. And it was perfect timing, because I ended it with you asking me, was she attractive? And it just faded out with me going, uh... Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'll have to, I didn't check that out. I'll have to check it out. Uh, no, I, it's okay. I don't expect you to listen to it. You were there when that happened. I was there. We-